You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Well, hello. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Alfie. You're you. You're listening to Alfie Pod's Fantasy Footy. Of course you are. Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> hey, it's good to have you back. International break has been here. It's still ongoing as I speak. I think there's another match tomorrow. As I record this, it's Tuesday, 13th of October. The rain is hitting the window. It's getting colder. It's getting darker every day. And soon the winter coat will be on. And then it'll be Christmas. But let's not talk about that. Now for this show, Das Bootroom. Uh, today joining me is Tommy Gunn and Sam Manny. Phil Dorks couldn't join because he was working. I don't know why. Only Harrogate FC were playing Bradford or something like that. And Nathan was working as well. So it's just the three of us. But it's quite nice. Sometimes... That's kind of good, you know, it opens up other avenues for people to talk where they wouldn't feel they would be confident to speak. So it's kind of nice they had free reign. I say that all my friends are confident to speak. Tommy Gunn, of course, um, a.k.a. Ryder, he prepared loads of notes, bless him. And uh, they always tend to fall on the Arsenal subject. And I do try and steer it away. But I have cut out loads of nonsense, so don't worry. So we basically cover our league, which very briefly, then we get on to talk about, well, we talk about Arsenal for a little bit, then Everton, and we even discussed Man United. Now, I know a lot of the people that listen to this are Man United fans. I want you to know that I'm on your side, okay? But you've got to admit, you United fans are a different breed of person, and you've grown up in this bubble, and there's slight delusion there. And I find it sad that so many pundits, ex-players of yours are pundits, don't speak the truth because they're mates with the manager. Yeah, good. I'll stop talking. And uh, at some point throughout the show, you might hear my new song about Jose Mourinho's dead dog. That's one good taste. Hey, hey, let's get going. Das Boot Room. Hello, football. Are you ready to go to Das Boot Room? Talk some stuff, roll about, get football rough and gasp. Room of gasp. Gasp. Are you scoring a goal over my face? Gasp. Gasp. How are you, boys? Alfie, yeah, good man. Good manners, are you alright? I'm here. I'm alive. Okay, so we've got Manners and we've got Tommy Gunn and no Phil Dorks and no Nathan. Thank God. Just the quality left now. So there's no Spurs chat this week, I doubt, which means we might be Arsenal heavy. What do you reckon, Ryder? I think we might be a little bit, yeah. We, I was going to say we're sorting the wheat from the chaff, but it is just basically the chaff from the chaff, isn't it, really? <laughs> it I, 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 I can rant about Mourinho. Okay, well, that's very the next man. nicely linked because I have been working on my Jose Mourinho's Dead Dog song today. Oh, yeah, oh, right. I haven't listened to that yet. No, well, uh, we don't have to listen yet. I mean, it's not finished yet, but let's just say it's done in poor taste, which I'm sure everyone will enjoy, but we'll get to that. Yes. So, uh, oh, it's international break. Have you been watching international break? Have you enjoyed international break? What happens in international <sighs> break? International break caught me out. I, even on Saturday morning, I forgot it was international break. And then about 11 o'clock, I was like, oh, I need to set my team up. And then I was like, right, what football's on? Just thinking like, how much is going to be like 
just like the next 24 hours of solid football matches. And then I realised it was international <laughs> break. Or a few people told me. And I was like, ah. Oh. And it just like, oh, it's just nothing happening. Everyone's whinging about how packed the calendar is. And then we all stop to play Wales. Yeah. Uh, it does seem a little bit bizarre. Um, well, I, I we um, as you know, I sort of inadvertently, I say inadvertently, I've, I've planned my weekends. Instinctively plan my weekends to watch football all day Saturday. And I forgot to unplan my Saturday. So I got to Saturday and suddenly I had a clear calendar and nothing to do. So I can't actually remember what I did. I might have just watched TV. That's exciting. That is. Man, so you didn't watch football, but you never normally watch football anyway. So it doesn't matter. Uh, no, I don't. And I didn't listen. And I didn't know. But <clears throat> uh, that was because I wasn't really sure of what was on at least. I mean, to be fair, it's the same problem with bloody lockdown football or semi-lockdown football, is that I never know what's on when. You know, it used to be, okay, there's a few outliers, but basically three o'clock Saturday. I'd always know that I'd at least need to get Radio 5 Live on at three o'clock on a Saturday. Now I'm all over the shop. And even more so when the international breaks come, because I'm just like, unless it was well advertised, I don't know when the bloody thing's on mm. or what channel, where I'm going to go and steal a stream from, you know. Yeah, mm. good, good chat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's look at the draw fantasy table, shall we, for the... What's our league called again? The, the PJ Branson GC House League. I'll start from, should we start Actually. from top from bottom, shall we? So yep. n- number yep. one yep. is uh, with four wins out of four, with 12 points, is me, unfortunately. Bad for the narrative of the podcast, but unfortunately that's the case. Well, and then, somebody else joins you exactly in that place. Well, you're not, you're second. Out of four with 12 points. But Sam Manley. Inferior player point totals put you in second Sam Manley well done Sam and then it goes to Chris Isherwoods and then Phil Phil Dorks who's only one he, he lost a game hmm. uh, Chris Dow Simon Moon Nathan Robson Benny P Tristan and then bottom of the league played four one one lost three it's you Ryder yeah I know it is well there's five of us on three points there's five of us with one win uh, I'm I'm looking at that bottom five, thinking who is going to sort of lose interest the quickest, <laughs> and well, it's not going to be it's not going to be Tristan because he's going to he's going to going to swat his way out of this. Uh, it's not going to be Robson. It's not going to be Nathan. So it's probably going to be Ben. Sorry, so I'm, I'm Ben. Just, ben is gone already. Isn't he? <laughs> uh, well, I'm hoping that yeah, I'm hoping that Ben's basically gone already, and then he just leaves his team, and then that Christmas bit comes, and like you know, he's still playing like Gareth Bale you know, three seasons after he's gone to Real Madrid and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm just hoping that that kind of thing happens again to Ben so it stops me coming last. That said, I have made a whole load of transfers and I've jigged my team and I threw a load of people in the bin and um, I've set myself up quite well this week, I think. Oh, you've gone, um, you've gone, you've invested. Every week. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's active management. But at the same time... Um, Last week's results were freak results. So let's 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 just take it back to actually that there were silly there were silly scores. We had the seven two, yeah, we had the six was. one, and we had you know rampaging midfielders scoring scoring those goals and stuff. So it doesn't really you know when you get a freak results like that, it blows you know an honest unless you've got one of those players, it it, it means that you're you're never going to win. So have the foresight to get those um, players have the foresight what, to get them. Yeah. What what you need is a is a is is basically a set of results to come in like Loro's predictions. You need nil two two nil nil two two nil, and then you've got a reasonable you know chance of actually competing. But all the time you've got freak results. It's uh, it's a disaster. Uh, yeah, I got steamrolled. Yeah, um, you were, you only scored thirty five points, mate. Well, I only I'm only scoring thirty five points at the moment. I mean, I'm scoring mid thirties, which is just absolutely hopeless. 
So I've gone back to basics. I've gone back to basics. Hang I've on, before mini- you, before you get back to basics, look at your team first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Van Der Beek. James Van Der Beek. He's, he's now he's now gone, which ironically he's, might start playing now. Uh, he's hopeless. Ben Mendy, one point. I got. Yeah. You still got him. Yeah. But that might still come good. Gabriel, dreams don't come true apparently. Uh, Walker Peters, you kept him six points. He did all right. Uh, Conte, you dropped Conte. I picked him. Got up. rid of him. Yeah, we'd play mm. with Conte points. Or Bamin Yang, another two points. Do you know what I heard in the week? I heard it's actually a Bama Yong. We're oh, open, we're saying it to. No. We've been saying it wrong. It's a Bama Yong. A bit like it's Colombia, not Colombia. It's Colombia. Colombia. Uh, Colombia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been saying it's a Bama Yong. Anyway, so uh, you don't say it right anyway. You say a Bamun Yang. I can't. I can, it's because I can't I say his name. <laughs> I've been meaning to pick you up on that for like the you last can't. year and a half. It's just one of those things um, that I can't say. So, you know, or well, Just call Yang, him Pierre. Or Bama Yang. A Bama Yang. That's Obama it. Yong. Obama Yong. Obama Yong. Christ. Anyway, anyway so who have, you, who have you dropped? Who have you picked up? I've picked up. Um, so I've got my front three, basically. I'm building around my front three, but I've picked up a mini sort of. Um, Palace core. So I'm thinking, I was looking at the fixtures, trying to think where the clean sheet would be. Palace look pretty organised, to be honest. They do look quite good, but they're playing Brighton. I thought that's their like mini derby. But in the absence of any fans, it's not going to be quite so hostile. But then Brighton have got Malpais. He's been scoring every week. So uh, that little run's got to come to an end. So I'm basically thinking, where's that clean sheet going to be? It's probably going to be Palace. And I managed to pick up their two best defenders. So, And I've gone for the new... um, I've gone for the new multi-million dollar man at Leicester, uh, Fofana. Whether they pay for him, like 35 million quid or something? I don't know. Is he a so midfielder? Or? Well, he, I've got him in as, as a defender, so oh, he's I'm thinking he's going <laughs> to... That, for that kind of money, he's going to that kind of money he's going to play. Uh, whether he plays this week or not, I don't know. But he's obviously all right. Um, Leicester need to get themselves sort of back together a bit, really. But... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I've got the Leicester goalie and then the Leicester defender and a mini Palace core. And then I've got Walker Peters just hanging about. So, so you're, yeah, you're basically banking on two clean sheets. And yeah, then yeah, 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 yeah. Build from the back. And it's, then hopefully it's, it's, your forward line. But your forward line, Vardy, um, or Bamford. And, and, and Bamford. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, I've, I've gone for the. For Hobjerg, Hobjerg, Hoiberg, whatever, whatever. <laughs> that fella, the fella. That's why I've got my Norway top on. Uh, Is he Norwegian? No, I, I, think, I think he's Danish. <laughs> oh, whatever. You know. Uh, oh, no. Is he, is he sweet? Funny, I, I funny letters in the name. Um, yeah, he's playing well. For, he's playing for a good team, he's, isn't he's he? He's playing really well. He's playing, playing really for well. for a good team, um, though, Spurs team. They're really good, aren't they? I still think they would have spanked United 6-1 regardless of that sending off, regardless of I mean, they were just they were always going to spank. It's different result to that Chris uh, sorry, the Liverpool Aston Villa one. I think that was a bit of a freak result. But the Spurs that one, I think result. they would have smashed uh uh Man United. So we'll get to see Man United again this weekend. That'd be quite fun. Manners, your yes, team, you won again obviously, four wins out of four for you. You beat Simon Moon, who is always declared as a rival but is yet to live up to his expectation. But a good competitor, and you beat him fifty-four to fifty. Who's your star man oh. at the moment, eh? Ross Barkley. The Barkley uh, moment w- was inspired. Uh, it was absolutely inspired. Bloody brilliant! And I do have to thank the um, rather annoying FIFA twenty-one-year-old playing um, 
and apprentice who sits next to me who is addicted to sky sports and um oh, that's how sky you knew app. he's got the sky sports app and it goes every time anything <laughs> happens and so oh i've got God. into the habit now of saying what is it what is it and then he's like so he just told me the Barkley thing and I needed to clean up my midfield a little bit anyway. And also I have always been interested in him. Um, so I thought, oh, yeah, I, I didn't necessarily expect, to be honest, I wasn't even sure if he'd play straight away. No, no. And then I wasn't sure, you know, obviously, you know, that we've seen this a lot of times where there's a, you know, decent English footballer who's at a big club and not getting enough football. You go somewhere else, you think, oh, yeah, that'll be perfect for him. You know, Jack Wilshire or whatever, a Wilshire. Um, and it always, you know, not always, but it can often actually just be awful. But, and also it was a, it was a freak game. But that all said, he, he, he did look the business. He did look. Yeah, he did. He missed happy. quite a few chances as well, you know. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. But he, he, I don't know, he looked, I mean, it's difficult to say because Villa were just running all around all over them. And it was so, it was such a freak situation. Every single one of the Villa forwards looked like they were going to score pretty much every time they had a ball. Anyway, the point is that Bartley it worked out well, and I'm pretty pleased about that. And also, it could work out quite nicely for the rest of the season or through. You got Jorginho as well, who seems hell bent on scoring a penalty every game at the moment. He scored you. Somebody told points. me that. I can't remember who. Somebody told me he took pens, so that's why I picked him up. Yeah, that's worked out a treat as well. Until, of course, there are no bloody penalties, and then he's just a dead weight and carrying yeah. in the midfield. So you know, I'm I'll ride that train as 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 long as I can bear to. Mate, I have to say though, you picking up Barkley, I'm genuinely, I don't know about you, I was genuinely, genuinely surprised when you did that, Manners, because you haven't been that active in the transfer market ever. And, uh, you know, that's normally something one of us would do, I think, pick him up. But the fact you got in there straight away. Well, it's something to be said for having the alerts on your phone. The problem is, as soon as you have sport (laughs) alerts on your phone or anything, it's so bloody annoying because you get alerts for, you know, some random piece of old rubbish that you don't care about and you're just getting dinged enough as it is during the day with everything else that you turn it off so i you know there was a there was a, a bit of luck involved but yeah i did literally as soon as he said it i said that has got to be something worth doing so i did it as quickly as i could so is it true manners that you pick players because you think they're handsome i used to do that more when i <laughs> used to watch more football so i knew how good looking they were <laughs> So I still pure. don't know what click looks like. I, I was trying to. I watched a lot of the Leeds game. Well, I watched some of it anyway, and I couldn't. I just. I still couldn't pick him out. I don't know. They I, all, think, I think they all do the similar job, so they all look kind of similar on the pitch in a weird way. Thomas Party is still not showing on the website. So what do you that's mean? Interesting. Ishwood's got He's him. He's not there. Ishwood's got him. I was picked him up already. Yeah. When did that happen? Today? No, the waivers on Friday. I'm furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be on the waivers anyway but uh, I mean how, how, how good is he going to be I don't know really um, <laughs> how, how good is he going to be in D- he's going to be brilliant at football he's going to be brilliant for yeah. Arsenal but I don't think he's going to be uh, how, yeah, how many goals is he going to get I mean he scored hardly any he's not really been allowed to that's part of the reason it's that he wanted to come he's been um, he's been kind of Simeone Simeone sort of respects that they call it that chinquo, that uh, number five role yeah uh, it's like it's really really important in sort of Argentinian football and Simeone kind of sees him as that that was his that was his role and that was his job and that's why he liked him so much and that was why he was so reluctant to let him leave um, but he had a release clause so when you've got a release clause you don't deal with the club you just ring up La Liga and say we're pushing the button on the release clause 
and they go, all right, then we've got the money. And you say, yeah, all right, done. That's it. The club <laughs> have got no say in it. Simeone was like, you're not having him. Um, and we just went, all right, Bosch, well, we'll just ring the league then. And, and, and you know, we'll have Fine. to put the money down. And to be fair, the board stepped up and put the money down. And actually, it's really good. And, you know, I think from a transfer window perspective, I think they've done really well. The Aubameyang deal was obviously fundamental. And the party deal was equally very, very important to back that manager. Um, so I think going back to our point, you know, where's party going to play in DF? I think it's going to be very hard to tell. He's obviously going to play. He brings a massive dimension to the midfield. He might tackle which loads. didn't have before. He might tackle loads. I think he, 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 he might tackle loads. Um, he's been used to tackling loads. He played in the game when we played Atletico and they knocked us out. We basically had the ball for ages, couldn't score, and they got a cheeky away goal and knocked us out. Simeone got sent off. Do you remember that? It was a couple of seasons ago. I didn't even remember him sort no. of featuring in that game. But he played, they knocked us out, Europa, and that was annoying. Um, and that's all I've really been able to sort of find out about him, to be fair, um, other than he looks like a monster and it's going to be brilliant and we're really pleased to have him. But hang on, right? So does that mean that... Um, obviously, I'm a big fan, as you are, a big fan of Danny Unnin's yeah. Ceballos. Um, yeah. Does that mean he's going to play alongside Sabias, or does Sabias more likely to be pushed forward a bit more? So I think I think Shaq is still going to play, and then really it's the El Neni's having quite a good season. Um, but it was really those two; they're only sort of our main central midfielders. We forget that Danny Onions isn't actually our player, so he might be disappearing. So we can't really build a side around him. Mm. Um, but we we will hopefully play him more through the middle I think and then those three and some wing backs and that back five with Saka and Maitland-Niles getting on the ball a bit more and then you know whether whether we start with two up front I don't know it's, it's going to be interesting how it goes but that spine is basically settled now around Gabriel, Leno, uh, Obama Yang and uh, and Thomas Party. so that's that's the sort of court and then manager's been backed and he's you know that's 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 great for all of us really to to, to see that. Mm, indeed, I did ditch Gabriel because we're playing City, and I thought we'd probably lose. So uh, well, I didn't well, want an Arsenal not, well, defender. Man City look a different side without a striker, don't they? They really do. Yeah, they really do. I know, I know, I know. I've just been so used to getting beaten by teams like that for so long. Just need to re- just get my get my faith back. I know what you did. You're doing that whole thing of well, if I bet against my team in real time, they'll win. Yes, exactly. Clothes on. Hey Manners, uh, you picked up David McGoldrick of Sheffield United fame. Yeah, I, you know, if in doubt, I, I do as everyone else. But does, he scored. He scored his only goal of the season now. <laughs> so. I know. He, he he's benched. It's just if Fulham collapse away up north, Fulham are very leaky. Yeah, they are very leaky. Very leaky. Massively. I think Willie Hill are already paying out on them to go down. Are they really? But they've signed. Just, they've signed two good players. They've signed Ruben, Lo- Ruben Loftus Cheek, who's I'm a big fan. Why of. Why would you want to go there? Why would you even? But he want just to go wants, there? mate. He's moving from Chelsea to Fulham. They're in the same postcode. He's been sat on a bench. Even when he, even when he wasn't injured and good, mm. they wouldn't play him. He's got to go. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And the other player they signed is the. But he's uh, walking anywhere. Uh, yeah, Adamola Lookman. He's quite tricky. Those two together could cause some problems. Gauging when it's going to happen. Is another thing though, and do you really believe in Scott Parker as a manager? I'm not sure I do really. Not sure I do. I am impressed with Everton, though. Oh, who I isn't? Who isn't? Look, 
fantastic. I, I said that they look fantastic. And people oh, were laughing fucking, at Because you said they no, look fantastic no. two weeks after everyone else said it. That's why. No, no, no. People yes, were laughing did. at the James Rodriguez signing and stuff yeah, like that. Maybe. You lot were like, oh, he'll be off, he'll be off to China in January. He'll be off to China. He'll be off to China. It's like, no, he's not going anywhere near China. He's going to come to the Prem and be brilliant. And everyone's like, well, he didn't do it in Spain. Like, well, to, to be yeah, fair okay, to him, fine, but... He did it in the rain. He did it in the rain. He passed the rain test. He he is an outrageously good player and they've but, made some fantastic signings and they got a brilliant manager. And do you know what? They remind me of Arsenal in the 97-98 oh, season. God, Jesus Christ. They genuinely do. They why, genuinely why don't do. they remind you okay, of Chelsea? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Hang on, hang on. Can I just why. ask you a question first? Why don't they remind you of Chelsea in 2009 season? Well, they just don't. Carlo Ancelotti was the manager of Chelsea then when he won the league. So why wouldn't I they be, be like I can't be reminded that? about something that it doesn't remind me of. It's like, well, why doesn't that three-legged chair remind you of a four-legged one? Well, it's got three legs. It's different. Yeah, but it's Carlo Ancelotti owned that chair. So therefore, it's going to be the same chair. He's got I'll the same taste. I'll tell you why. All right, I won't <laughs> tell you why then. I won't tell you why. <laughs> Go on, tell us why. <laughs> um, I'll tell you why. Because, you know, it's a club that's Slightly in the doldrums, slightly sort of gone nowhere. You know, one week you beat Newcastle 3-0 and then you lose 1-0 to West Brom or something like that. That's what they've been doing for the last however many years. A bit like Arsenal were by then, by that period. But the bones of a pretty decent side were already there. You get a brilliant manager in, comes in, assesses the sort of lie of the land for the first six, half a season. Next season, backed by the board, throw a load of money at it, bring in some brilliant signings and take the league by storm, which nobody saw coming. Uh, and I think the two comparisons are actually like very similar. Uh, the way I look at mm. them, the way I look at them like set up, uh, the way, you know, Ancelotti was, is, is a brilliant manager. There's absolutely mm. no doubt about it. And he mm. coaches people properly and he's made some fantastic signs. He's been backed by the board and they look an absolutely excellent outfit. Yeah, they do. Whether they're... Um... Whether they can maintain... I mean, if they keep their players fit, there's no reason why they can't... I just think this season, it's, it's up for grabs, isn't it, the title this season? It's so weird. Mm. It's so weird. I mean, we I talked about that. this before. We talked about this before, like the effect of fans. On some clubs, it's absolutely brilliant. On other clubs, it's absolutely a disaster. I think people like Sheffield United, it's an absolute disaster because mm. it was always horrible to go up there on a Monday night and everyone's a bit pissed and yelling and it's under the lights and it's just really fierce. Sheffield, yeah. And that... That kind of stuff's gone. Uh, that's just not happening anymore. It does feel like training ground games every day. It's undoubtedly having a brilliant effect on Arsenal. who seem to be able to play much, much, much better without everyone getting on their back and whinging. So it is interesting how it's going to go. Nobody's ever going to really know. But, you know, with Man United just all over the place, Chelsea, perhaps you could say Lietzi Click, Sheffield United and Leicester kind of... Well, Sheffield United are miles out of the picture. And with Leicester kind of, you know having one good game one week and a bad game the other week, they look nothing like the consistent sort of outfit that they were this time last year. I think, um, yeah, top four is definitely open. How it's going to go in the Prem, I don't know. It's uh, it's extraordinary, really. Obviously, you can't see past the top two. I fancy but, Spurs um, to win the league, Ryder. Spurs are not going to win the league. Can you imagine? There's absolutely no doubt about well, that. Well, why not? They, they've got a manager who's won it, what, how many times has he won it? Three times? He's already skipped straight to the third season where he falls out with everybody and then leaves. No, he hasn't. He's watching a completely different side. They just spanked Man United 6-1 at Old Trafford. They look joyous. They They look like they're enjoying to play with each other. Like when they celebrated, they were like, yeah. They they weren't like, oh, this is a shock. They were celebrating because a plan was coming to fruition. They went, yeah. (laughs) Well, Son did anyway. That's my impression of Son without it being dubious. Son is an excellent footballer. There's no doubt. He's a... If you've got Son running at you and you 
even Mr. Ball by like, you know, half I would shit my pants, wouldn't you? You, 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 yeah, you, it's, it's all over. So I think I'd have a uh, heart attack and then shit my pants. <laughs> boo, boo, boo. Oh, I didn't really hit the note there. I was trying to do one of those announcer bow things. Do, do, do. Sorry. Anyway, I'm interrupting with that annoyingness. Uh, just, just to remind you, if you're listening to thinking, hey, this is all very good, Alfie, but, and it's all very fun and like, ha, ha, but it's draft-based and I want to learn about FPL. Well, don't worry, because my FPL show's coming out tomorrow. I'm recording it tonight, and I'm hopefully editing it tomorrow. Editing it tomorrow. Now, well, I say hopefully because I'm going out tonight with someone, and uh, I'll be having beer and there may be one more than one and then two. And there are going to be multiple beers, possibly, which means the hangover tomorrow could be unbearable, which might slow me down. But don't worry, I'm going to soldier through because come on. Right? Right. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so Will I Beat Magnus will be out tomorrow. And that is FPL centric. And actually, it's much more of a geek out session, much more intricate look in how to win at FPL. Um, I geek out on it, that's for sure. And um, hopefully those guys will make me win. And you and everyone. Let's get back to this one. So, talking of Everton, they are playing Liverpool. Now, I don't think home and away makes a difference these days. So I'm not going to say who's no. home and who's away. But it's the early kickoff. It's a 12.30 kickoff. And I think kickoff times are important now because it seems like the Sunday evening ones are the ones where you get high scores. So Everton versus Liverpool, who's going to win? Man, I was going to come to you first. Everton versus Liverpool, what's going to happen? I was looking at that because, you know, I've been courted um, for De Bruyne because um, I want a Liverpool player. But I just thought of all the weeks to contemplate a big move for even that, even a really decent Liverpool player, this might not be the one. Uh, can I ask I you Man which City... can I ask you which Liverpool player has been tapped? Because there's only a few decent Liverpool players that own points. Yeah, to be fair, I was only I'm, I'm only interested if it's Mane or Salah. Yeah. So, but yeah. on the flip side, um, you know, I've looked I've looked at some multi-transfer deals, but the, the funny thing is, is that for once I'm not looking at my squad anymore. And again, it's down to the squad size. I'm thinking, oh God, I need, you know, I really want to, I need to renovate this. You know, I need a striker. Like, there's some seasons I've literally not got a single striker that barely even bloody well plays, let alone scores. I've got some towering, brilliant midfielder and then nothing in defence really either. So when people come to me with a multi-transfer deal to prize away my best player, I'm sometimes thinking, well, it would give me a rejuvenation in multiple different facets mm. of my team. But um, in this instance, when people are trying to have been hammering me to get De Bruyne uh, and and trying to say look I'll give you a top class defender and a decent enough striker and you can even get a, a, a you know get rid of your worst midfielder for someone half decent I'm, I'm still like actually I'm, I'm not I don't hate my my striker no. so I've got Lacazette I've got Richarlison and that, that those two are decent if I can get my head around what the bloody hell Arteta's doing with the uh, rotation I think you just, accept, you just got to accept that he's going to rotate that's fine, but that's going to happen to everything. And, you know, also, like, I'd rather have a rotation system I can pretty much guess or if I stay on top of the team news. Mm. It, it doesn't matter to me because I've got Richarlison up there. And if I've got quality in other places... Anyway, the point is, I'm not giving up KDB and I'm not giving him up KDB this weekend but for a Liverpool player going into, you know, a really, really huge, big, important match. 
a derby, no less. Um, so you, you were going to swap uh, KDB for VVD until we intercepted. Mm. Can you imagine that? And no. then he went in to concede seven goals. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't going to do that, obviously. But I'm t- I was tempted. Up to be honest, as I as I was saying, in some of the negotiations, like the way Liverpool capitulated, made me almost as angry as the way City did. But more so with City because I'm like the only reason why I've got your players is because they should score points. Um, I hate everything else about the outfit, um, and I'm not just talking the kit. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I do hate the kit. But I, you know, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's also it goes back to what Phil was saying. Like it's a weird. It's going to be a weird season without the fans. Like, would Liverpool or or Man U or City have let in that many goals if there were fans no. in the stadium screaming no. at them when it when there was another chance and like yelling at them, spitting blood at them when they let in like three goals? They no, definitely just, not. You you know, even if you're like, oh, I can't get back into this game, but there's no point going for hell for leather because we don't want to humiliate. The flat, the fans. So we'd at least got to lock down the back and stop letting in any more than three or whatever. Mm, I think. But, um, I think it's. I think this season, from what I've garnered so far, I think it'd be unwise. I know you've gone for this this week, Ryan. It might pay off, but I think clean sheets are something. There's going to be a lot of clean sheets. There's going to be a lot of clean sheets, but there's also going to be a lot of goals the other way. So teams are going to win yeah. by a big margins. So whether you can guess the right side. Mm. That's good. This is this is the thing. This is the thing. It's unless you've got one of those players that just goes on a bender, you it's it's proving very very difficult. So I'm just like Aubameyang's yet to fire really, um, and that's been my big problem. He just needs to go into a game when we're playing West Ham and score three, and then I steamroll or somebody. But I'm playing Ben this week, and yes, you are. Uh, I've got to win that. Basically, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. I just got to win it. That's a big game uh, for so you, actually. Big it's a game. big game at the bottom. I ha- I'm at the bottom already, and it's just like <laughs> this is ridiculous. It happens every year. Although I'm going to try and hang on to the what I've got. I'm going to try and hang on to my front three. Uh, by the way, you you didn't come to me about you didn't come to me about the Everton Liverpool game, and Everton will win that. Okay, okay. Here, uh, well, we went off on a tangent. What am I meant to do? Just stop everyone well, win- well uh, that's my opinion they'll win, they'll win- they'll hey, well, win let me just ask one. you then I can just ask you then <laughs> <Right, laughs> edit all this shit out <laughs> you, just, you get a lot of bang for your buck with Tommy Gunn <laughs> so Tommy Gunn uh, what do you think about Everton Liverpool Everton Liverpool first game of the weekend Everton will win that 3-1 no doubt about it <laughs> really 3-1 uh, that is the last game that you is put the money last on that. game Liverpool yeah, that is the last game Liverpool want to play. Having on the back of that hiding, international break, they come back, they've got to get themselves together. They've got to play a resurgent Everton at home who are desperate to maintain this trajectory that they're on. They'll get they'll get beaten. They'll they'll do what Liverpool always do. They'll play a ridiculous high line. How many offsides did Liverpool get last year? Uh, 155. I'll tell you the answer because nobody's going to get that. Uh, <laughs> the next highest side, though, the next highest side was 120. That is how many times... Liverpool's offside trap works because they're a ridiculous line and they'll go into this game doing exactly what they do every game, thinking they can outsmart Ancelotti and they won't. And their time is, um, well, it's not up. I'd love to say it's up. <laughs> Big statement, but mate. It's, um, Big statement. I'd love to say it's I was really hoping, I was really hoping that this, like, because they hadn't really made any signings and I thought they'll go into this season and maybe like everyone will just be a little bit tired and just a little bit sort of worn out with it all. And that front three that they just persist with every game, 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 game. Everyone might just be a little bit jaded, but there was no real sign of that um, until last week. I'm just desperate to see uh, 
more competitive league. You know, Liverpool won it by like so much last season. It was just such a joke. Yeah, it will be different this year. I'm delighted that they've already lost a game and we can have that season unbeated conversation done and dusted it's already. Done, mate. That's it's that's over. just refreshing. When it gets to like February and people go, oh, it's going to go season unbeaten, season unbeaten. Then Arsenal Twitter have to get involved and like, you know, um, all that jazz. But uh, so I'm just glad that that's out the, out the way. Uh, do you know what today can, is? Can I? Can, 12th of October. Can I just give, ask you a question? Do you know what today is? I've got stuff to do. Like, I, <laughs> do you, I just, this, just, Go this on is just on a side note. Go on then. Well, what happened today? Why, why is the 12th of October a significant day? Uh, it's a day before Nathan's birthday. Oh, that's, that's good, but it's not the answer I was looking for. Today's the day that Le Professeur came to the Arsenal. Oh, was it really? Or oh, those yeah. 1996? 1996. Yeah. Today's the, the day. First, it's his, it's the first his version. It's his birthday next week on the 22nd. So good. that's another. Be- that's why October is an important day for Arsenal fans. Are you going to get, get him a card that says you are the best dad in the world? I say, I do send him a card. Uh, <laughs> he's never replied. Um, you are me, allowed me to laugh, Gu- man, as it's fine. Me and, me and, me and Gunnosaurus. I love he, the, <laughs> the buoyancy and the belief. He just keeps bouncing back. He doesn't get very demoralised. What, no, being no. an Arsenal supporter, you mean? No, no, not think, yeah, well, that. Yeah, but more just with the football, like... Very, very happy to predict exactly what's going to happen in the Liverpool Arsenal, uh, Liverpool Everton game, and I just can see that going completely tits up in <laughs> yeah, Liverpool, yeah. a nice two 0 no problem. Uh, Ever- you know, really no, nullifying no, no, no. Everton, and and even if we do, he won't be disappointed by that. He'll come back with some big hot takes ready for the next week. <laughs> it's the defiance, it isn't it? The defiance. It's, it's just it's the my, uh, the Buffalo Bills have got a, a rookie quarterback, and they inevitably make mistakes and big mistakes like interceptions and stuff and the thing you need in a quarterback is one that will just be like ah i played terribly like literally four minutes ago when i was on the field and now i've got to go back out there and just carry on and just pretend none of that happened and the ones that are always a bit shit are the ones that like can't forget and get nervy about what the mistake they made before whereas with Ryder, he's a bit like the bills quarterback just comes out right yeah well whatever what's next Ryder, you are you are the jordan pickford of our league you know what they say, like today's today's news is tomorrow's fish and chip paper. So, you know, we've all got opinions. But it's how much you back your opinions is what I like. That's oh, absolutely. Serious. I mean, there's been a lot of back ollies, uh, which I've liked this week. There's been a lot of that Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, none of the players. I mean, the only player, the, I've listened to a lot of it this week. And the only person who really came out and went, Ollie's just hopeless was Rory Smith on the um, yeah, because he's on Five Live. Good news because he actually well. knows what he's talking about. But none of the ex players really want to pile into him. None. Of, nobody's really sort of saying. I mean, Everett's been saying a bit. He just said, "You are the you are the problem here." Uh, but from a sort of a journo's point of view, it's been a bit weird. I mean, there's that it's massive strange. sort of BBC bias anyway that they uh, everybody that seems to be a Man United fan that writes BBC Sport apart from dorks so it is a bit weird isn't it but I'm delighted to keep him in the job for as long as possible yeah. because he he really just doesn't know what he's doing it's fantastic for the uh, I think it was England versus Belgium game when Genev was commentating oh, and United uh, I mean United. I, I love him United. I love him but he when pressed against United pressed on United, he just will not concede that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, his mate, is dog shit. No, it's he, the board. Ne- he won't it's say the board's it. fault. The board haven't backed him. The board haven't backed him. The club's in turn. We need a director of football. Extraordinary. Also, he does. He does this thing that goes. 
Uh, they've obviously got to spend, uh, you know, in the middle of the match, he was going on, he started realizing the humiliation that was taking place on the former, his once former great club. He started mo- droning on about the transfer window, which I thought was a bit of poor taste. It's like you're going to be there commentating on mm. this, this shit show that's in front of you. Not just start saying, well, they've obviously got a lot look forward to the uh, transfer window. I've got to bring in some quality now. You can't, Quite I mean, that's, that's all what... they do. That's all they do is go out and spend. <laughs> I know, right? Players. That's all they just all the board does. It's like, well, who do you want? Oh, this guy. Well, go, all right, going Amazing. Amazing. But I feel sorry for Man United fans because they're all. Do- Can you honestly imagine, though, if you've grown up your whole life and all they're you've so ever distorted. known is. All you've ever known is victory and winning and they had the winning mentality it was amazing they've not experienced bad managers we can sniff them out as fans of other clubs we can smell bad managers a mile off but they can't have no idea they're basically like a div four club but in the premier league they're run like a div four club but they're in premier league <laughs> i also think i think i think what ferguson did having a sort of such a towering figure it masked loads of things that it's not just having a good manager and you know good yeah. squad yeah and, you need a top-down approach. You need every part of your club to be functioning to be a big dynasty. And um, the problem with Ferguson is, or the problem being with Ferguson, of having someone so dominant as Ferguson is that it hides any other the deficiencies that might have been lurking yeah. around, like the Woodward thing and the this and that. And they and they come to the fore as soon as you. Well, it was the Glazer thing rather than the Woodward thing. I mean, he had an excellent director of football with David Gill for so long. Um, you know. As a, as a right-hand man doing so much stuff behind the scenes, who was just a brilliant, you know, operations director, basically. So as a GM... But, really, we're, we're the, but you're overlooking... But you can say all that, but uh, ultimately, they had Ferguson, who was a once-in-a-lifetime manager. Well, yeah. Like, he yeah, was yeah, an yeah. absolute... He's like asking... Like, he was the, the Diego Maradona of managers, if that, yeah. if that stands up. But you... Uh, they're never going to get someone like that, so they have to build a good structure. Anyway, I'm bored of United. Let's move on. Do you want to talk some more Board fixtures? United. Or do you want to talk some... Can talk I just say one more, well, uh, on one more thing about United? My brother-in-law, who has been a Man United fan ever since he was a kid and is very, very discombobulated by what's happened over the last few years, um, thinks just like a Man United fan, though. He just keeps, like, saying every, you know, through the summer when I'm on holiday with him, he's always like... Oh, I think we're going to get Sancho. Yeah, that'll sort it out. That'll sort it out. He's just obsessed with this idea that what well, all Man United, just like Genev in the middle of that bloody game, mm. just need to get a signing in. That's you know the club in itself is so dripping in glory that you just need to slot in the right it's player and boom, that, you get. Yeah. Because I think you know, I think they attached some of their glory to things like you know the Cantona signing and the this and the that. It wasn't. It was a top-down approach and having the best manager of all time or one of the best managers of all time. But you can't now just buy a decent player and suddenly your club will get better. No, no. I absolutely agree. It's nonsense. You've got to be able to coach your defence for starters. The defence that they spent hundreds of millions on, by the way. <laughs> Haven't the they? Harry, but Harry Maguire, it's just unfathomable. 80, was it really 80 they million? They spent quid? 80 million on him. And how much did they spend on Wan Bissaka? I mean, Wan Bissaka is a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. But, yeah, but yeah, Maguire yeah. Player. could be a good player when he was playing under a good coach. I mean, this isn't rocket science. When he was playing under a good coach at Leicester, he was good. 
It's no, it's it's. But was it? The but was he a generation? But is he a generational talent of defender? No, is he like Van Dijk, who's coming no. out and doing all kinds of different things that you haven't asked defenders to do before? Like when Rio, like people got um, gasped at that. But you know, if you look back at what Rio achieved as a defender, he did change, or he would, he was able to play a, a really high level for a long time because he had yeah. loads more to his game. Harry Maguire is his really decent centre forward, um, a, a centre back. But basically, <laughs> he's not eighty million. He's not he is, doing he is anything. One yeah. He's the definition of a 1D, sort of early 90s centre-back. Maybe you think I am, I am just an idiot, but the reality is that I'm dead because my dog died. My dog died when I fucked. Deeply fucked. Give myself a dog dog. Yes, uh, you may be confused. Well, don't worry, this is the end of the show. But that was... Um, okay, I don't know what that was. Just yesterday, I set out to make a new sting. I need to make new stings for the shows. Uh, stings are the little instrumentals, just, uh, just in case you didn't know. And um, decided to have to do one about Jose's dead dog, and I don't really know. And it just turned to the, into this house tune, and it's not finished yet. But I will finish it. I just I think it's banging. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, more music to come and stuff like that. Um, I'll post it all on Twitter if you follow me on there and stuff. Thank you for listening today. I, I I quite enjoyed, I love speaking to the boys. I mean, there was a lot more laughter that recorded. I mean, we recorded for a long time. There, but also there's so much guff that I saved you from and so much nonsense. Uh, it's quite funny when you listen back because you just sort of realise how much you and your mates can just ramble on and bore the tears off the world around you. Without realising, yeah. So don't worry. Or maybe I'll bore the tears off you in the half hour or 40 minutes you've been listening. Hopefully not. Okay. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this show it might be every two weeks because availabilities and stuff. And because I could do gigs around this as well. And uh, it can get a bit time consuming as well for everyone else who can join in as well. Everyone's got work. You know how it is. Good. Well, enjoy game week four. If you don't, if I don't speak to you tomorrow on the FPL podcast, enjoy game week four tomorrow. Good luck. Oh, sorry, game week five. Fucking hell. What is wrong with me?
I need a dad dog. Right, see you later. Bye. Hello, football. Are you ready to go to Das Bootroom? Drink some beer, talk some stuff. Roll about, get football rough in Das Das Bootroom. Are you scoring?